This week on the BAMFCast, it's the start of hashtag Kuba Gooding June, and we're holding out for a hero. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey, BAMFCast. Episode 179. And the beginning of Cuba. Hashtag. Cuba Cuba Gooding Gooding Jr. Jr. No. (laughs) Who said Jr.? (laughs) Who said that? I I know. I was pronouncing it J-U-N-E. No. I-O-R. Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Hashtag. Your Cuba Cuba Gooding Gooding Jr. Jr. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. (laughs) And I'm Chuck. And what we're going to do each and every one of these hashtag Cuba Gooding Jr. movies is we're going to go and watch ourselves a (laughs) quote unquote bad movie. And then we're going to come in here and talk about it for the first half. And then the good bad movies, the enjoyable bad movies, they get one five jocks and robot jocks. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Yes! Yes! And the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get the negative sliding scale one five bags and some douchebags after Twilight. Oh. oh, that's a shame. Right. <laughs> so, to fire this one off, we... We weren't ready to just jump headfirst into the waters of, of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s filmography. We needed, like, a buffer, something that we were familiar with. And so, looking at the list of movies that we had, we were like, here's one that has the Banffcast's own Ray Liotta in it. Yay! All right. Hey, Ray Liotta! That's how we're starting. So, we did 2008's Hero Wanted. Okay. <laughs> one of the 50,000 direct-to-video movies that Cuba Gooding Jr. has made in... Bulgaria or wherever. Is he a stockholder in Millennium Films? Maybe. Don't know. D- they pay him. It's the last time he was relevant. <laughs> it's around the Millennium. Yeah. I don't know. Get paid. Song? Get Not even so, then. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do a quick plot summary and then talk more about Hero Wanted. After he awakens in a hospital, a man tracks down and murders the man that left him and a bank teller for dead during a robbery, only to end up having the slain thief's associates come to- after him in a retaliation. Mm. You get there eventually. Yeah, sort of. He wakes up everywhere. Yeah. The first this movie's ten, not big on linear. Yeah, the first ten line. minutes is a little confusing because he even he shows this one beginning <laughs> and then literally says, "No, nah, I don't want to start there." Yeah. And then he continues to do that for forty minutes. Well, we did that because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's always jumping to a new point where he just wakes up. Yeah, and we're like, I didn't want to stop there yeah. either. So it's like it's weird because it's like he's telling us a story at the beginning, but he never talks to us again. Mm-hmm. No. So he just had to get you to that halfway point. Yeah. To the end of the second act. And then they could go to the finale from there. Sure. But yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Cause like, Much well, like this movie, the is. very first <laughs> shot that he says he doesn't want to start in is him getting shot. And we're like, okay, so he's, you know, sunset boulevarding here or something. I, I don't know. Is he dead? I don't, I don't know what's going on, but anyway, mm-hmm. then it, it backtracks and begins a long tracking shot. A long, long, long tracking shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. A long, long tracking shot of some, hood type people hanging around outside this bar club place right by stereo land mm-hmm. and it's it's a very convoluted like the thing is like if you're going to do a long tracking shot like this like goodfellas it has mm-hmm. to do something it has to serve a purpose it just can't be visual masturbation which is basically what this is because this guy like one guy walks up and is like hands him something like ooh drug deal and then mm-hmm. the guy walks around the corner which follows him and then he, he hops into the T-top opening of a car. Mm-hmm. They drive about... Because he's a cool dude. Six feet. Like six feet, 100 yards, maybe, maybe 100 yards. That's probably no, pushing not it. not even that. Like probably 20 yards. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and then pretty much proceeds to walk right back where he was. And then eventually it's kind of like, okay, we're, we're done. 
cool tracking shot, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool shot, bro. Yeah, but it, it, like, it doesn't get you from mm, point A to point B. Yeah, it's like, just follow, like... It follows a dog, which we were kind of like... We were reason. very excited about that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. We were stupid. <laughs> we got we thought running, he was going to be Air Bud. Yeah. yeah, we had a running dog joke tonight. Yeah, this dogs. movie has a lot of dogs yeah, in snow it. Dog. Snogs. This movie has three dogs. Three dogs were in. Because it has three, three dogs, dogs in it. Okay. Yeah. So it was a three dog night? Yep. Okay. This guy? That guy. Yeah, he knows what you're talking about. <laughs> so hashtag Cuba Gunning Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, yeah. hashtag three dogs. So hashtag then again, is this where we see drunk Cuba getting June? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> now I'm kind of now I'm confused. The, the first yeah. scene is him. Yeah. Okay. Is that scene in the bar? So yeah, he's acting drunk and like no, he's drunk. He's drunk. No, he's got a cut on he his acts, head. We find out later he's acting drunk, but he's he's talking to this bartender. He's all drunk. He's having one drink and then he pukes all over the bartender. Bartender's Are you like, sure? hey, fuck you, punch. And then like as soon as he lands on the ground. We're out of that scene again, right? I don't. Well, he says I didn't want to start here. Yeah, or, right. Let's, <laughs> I think I, I think he was legit drunk. You can't. Fake yeah, you puke. can't fake a projectile. Well, like that. I mean, he could. He, I, Unless I that was Ipecac well, that he poured well, out as well, a yeah, shot I was just say, before he possibly. But anyway, we'll get to it later. Okay. I, I think he was acting drunk. I think that he was trying to set up an alibi. Maybe. To be honest with you, but anyway, he waved at Ray Liotta. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but the movie already did that. So we'll. Get back to where the scene actually folds into the story. Eventually. That's okay. I think if we if we just keep jumping around, we will tell the story in a linear fashion, whereas okay. the movie didn't. <laughs> but then it, then it goes because apparently he didn't want to start there either. Because like like I said, the first scene is him getting shot. Well, the first scene is actually a weird montage of like images where we didn't oh, we yeah. thought it was like the menu loading. Yeah, because that like we hit the play on the DVD and it was like bam, no mm-hmm. studio, no logo, That's no true. nothing. Yeah. It was just like this random. Yeah, like well, montage of car, like a car water crash and, and water and, and, and uh, yeah. yeah. Figured the menu was going to be popping yeah, up at some right. point. But then, bam, the, then the dog, wanted, then yeah. the dog walks and in, and, and we're like, "Oh, movie! I guess this is the movie. This yeah. looks like a movie now." Yes. No, okay. It looks like okay. A movie. So that's right. He does the the be drunk thing, mm-hmm. and, and that's when he says, "I don't. I didn't want to start here." Right. Yeah. And then we're treated to the part where apparently he did want to start, where he's a garbage man. Right. <laughs> that was but a much better place to start, you know. But it turns out to be a good day for him because there's a horrible car crash right in front of him. Yay! <laughs> that is a hardcore car crash. I mean, I, I think at one point they just dropped a car off a crane. They and, must have, and it was like, "Hey, look, car crash!" Or they air hammered the hell out of that car because yeah. I mean, yeah. that thing like launches itself in the air end over end, and it was parked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a car well, a car comes streaming by just as they're um, well, they were sitting down and they're had, sitting down they, having, having beer. beers, and like he's kind of waving to this little girl that's sitting in the car, mm-hmm. and her mom's putting stuff in the back, and then. the the car just comes out of nowhere and just wrecks this parked car that mm-hmm. flips over and over in and immediately, immediately catches, catches on fire. fire. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, shit, got to save a little girl. Steals a jacket from some guy. No, literally. Well, well he's like, give me your jacket. And then crawls into the car and saves a little girl and then is on fire outside the car. Mm-hmm. But the girl's fine because she was wrapped in the jacket. Yeah. Something like that. And then it cuts to like he's burned up on one side. He's got like a big burn scar down one side. Mm-hmm. And that, that, we saw how he got burned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, it's true. I see where you're going with that, Chuck. Thank yeah. you. Thank no. you very much. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. This Hashtag is where I, I kind of got lost a little bit here. What, what happened? Oh, really? Next? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, like, <laughs> well, then it jumps to him suddenly just flat out, like he's stalking through a, a garage and there's some dude watching porn. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Another, and then another never get caught like, with your pants what down. What the hell? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and hashtag. <laughs> he has like a clear shot at the dude, and 
shoots like seven times and misses him with all seven of them. Mm-hmm. And that dude gets up and starts shooting at him with a shotgun. And then eventually, like, you know, they're like smashing each other through windows and landing on the, you know, he, he ends up tossing Kuba to the ground and shoots him. Yeah, and, it looks like know, he shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you flash to, to another scene. Yeah. Where he's like in a bank. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. And he's trying to talk to this teller, who Awkwardly. is also a Bamfcast alum. That chick has been in a few Bamfcast movies, as oh. well as Drive Angry. Okay. Oh. Even though she barely has a role in this one, aside from being like the chick who he obsesses over. They have like a weird conversation because he has like checks in his hand and goes up to her and he's like, "Hi, take these." And she's like, "Oh, you have checks and stuff." Wait and a you're second. sort of. I know you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're that guy. And he's like, mm, yeah, okay. This and became the running joke that we were also doing throughout the movie, which was, <laughs> I loved you in yes. fill in the blank Cuba Gooding Jr. In, movie. In real mm-hmm. movie you yeah. used to be in. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when it was, no, well, actually that part, he kind of walked up with that really goofy look on his face and that was the radio joke. Because like, he right. walked up and he's like, hi, <laughs> pretty well, lady. The, the two running jokes that we had was one that whenever he, people were waving at him or acknowledging him, they were like, hey, you were in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and then whenever he would wake up violently, it was like, oh my God, I was in shitty movie. <laughs> so, that's how you watch this movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to happen a lot this month. <laughs> yeah. But he's hitting on her in his socially inept way. She says, oh, you're the guy who saved the kid. And yeah, he's bad at it. Yeah. Really and bad. Like, And he can't even hold a conversation with her. And then cut to outside where his garbage truck buddy, who is uh, Norman Reedus from Walking Dead. Yeah. And also... Your favorite movie. A uh, movie I don't like, which shall remain unnamed, but... Um, Boondock oh, Saints. Boondock Saints. Yes, that one. Yeah, he's in this. He's in a couple yeah. other movies, too, like Boondock Saints, too. Yeah, I've heard of that one. <laughs> So, but anyway, he's in it, and yeah. and he suddenly he's like like they were buddies before, but now he's talking with all these guys who are just ready to put on masks and rob the bank. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, I'm going to stay in the car. I'm you know, I've done want, enough. I, yeah, I don't want any part of this." And so the guys bust in wearing you know kind of like Mardi Gras masks, mm-hmm. and you look like Spartans, threatening everybody and kicking people. And it's know, seriously just, the worst bank robbery I've ever seen. Yeah, they're just like, "Don't move, kick." I said, don't move. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And settle down guys. And they, and they, you know, one guy just, you know, Kuba at this point is like, what the hell? And, and, you know, cause he's in the middle of stumbling his way through hitting on this girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he gets, he gets smacked with a gun, knocked to the ground, pistol whipped. And, uh, you know, then the guy's threatening the teller and eventually just kind of shoots her. Right. And then he's like, oh fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Well, she never moved, never blinked, never said anything. But the dude she was, was getting just, the money out, but yeah. The dude was just yelling at her the whole time. Like, I told you to not do this and don't do that and stop the, give the, and just. You know, you can't micromanage your bank robbery. I guess. You, you got to let your hostages do some of the, you got to give them a little bit of leeway. That guy was terrible. Yeah. Because he was a micromanager. Yeah. You just can't do that. People don't work as well when you're micromanaging them. No, I guess People not. don't work well under pressure. Yeah. Most people don't. These guys yeah. do not. And then no. when you micromanage them, that's even worse. Yep. Yeah. And, and like the the one guy's doing like I don't know why there's always one guy in a bank robbery who feels like it's time to do a monologue, like you know, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. please <laughs> remain standing and la di da. It's like shut up. This is Cirque du Soleil. Roman countrymen, <laughs> lend me your dollars. There's just always one guy there to make puns and to, you know be dramatic for no reason. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But anyway, so they get like a small bag worth of money. The dude shoots the chick. Yeah. And in the head. In the head. Like 
side of the forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. Bullets in her brain. Yeah. And, and Kuba hops the counter and is like trying to hold her. And I don't know if he was like, thought he was going to suck the bull about like snake venom or something. I don't That's know what it looked like he was about to do. He well, was thinking, yeah. but. We find out that bullets in this universe are not the they're deadly an weapons. Yeah, they 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 don't cause as much damage as they do in real life. Yeah, they're not like Fast and Furious universe bullets. No, but they're somewhere in between. Yeah, these are like beasts. They'll slow you down at least. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ow, hey, yeah. <laughs> you shot me in the head. I'm allergic to bullets. <laughs> yeah, get but the yeah, she bit. <laughs> I'm all swollen. <laughs> he thinks he can do something for her despite being shot in the head. Yeah, and then. You know, kind of. Doesn't he hop back over the counter, or nope. do they drag him over the counter? No, he gets he or stands shoot, up and they, they shoot him. Stand up, okay. Yeah. Either way, he gets shot. So this is like the fourth time he's died in this movie, and we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> Which version of Jacob's yeah. ladder is this? Yeah, we, we were wondering if it was like Quantum Leap or something. Yeah, he just keeps popping in at the worst possible times. Like I didn't want to start here, <laughs> which was like a statement of no, no, <laughs> I'm in a bad situation, but yeah, but yeah. So he he dies, and <laughs> and he's pissed. Yeah. But then he's in the hospital. He's fine. He goes to see her mm-hmm. and just walks in. Everything's fine. I don't know how much time passes, but he is fine. Yeah. I mean. Cuba he- Bullets Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because we find out later he's wearing a bulletproof vest. And the- right. Because this is where. I Wait. Think- was it- he wearing a bulletproof vest in the. Not in the bank. Not in the bank. No. Well. Was he? No. He might have been. Who? No, because they don't. Okay, they don't no, really, they don't really explain then. the bank one because, but they explain the how he got shot in the opening scene where he's in the garage, yeah. right? But no, he in the in the bank he got shot because there's a shot of him looking down. There's blood. Okay, but yeah, yeah. again, okay. mild inconvenience. Sure. Yeah, and he just this, and he goes into the girl's room, and apparently she lived through getting shot in the head. Mm-hmm. It's happened and, before, to be fair. And he meets Jean Smart, her mother. Mm-hmm. Yes, who is basically like. Oh, you're the guy who saved her, and it's like, no, no, he didn't. No, yeah. he no. He's the guy who he just didn't do anything. Got yeah. shot there and right. yeah. was sitting there actually while she tried to die. Really did really bad things for her, but we'll get there. And her, her mom is played by Jean Smart. It's just another person in this movie that's like, oh, you? Yeah. Why are you mm-hmm. in this movie? Yeah, but, but like she immediately is just like, you know, her father's dead. And it's like, oh. All right. <laughs> why are you telling yeah. him this? We know why, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And uh <laughs> no, God, save Chuck. it. Sorry. Save sorry. It. Sorry. But then this finally gets Ray Liotta into the movie. Yay. He had been in the in the projectile vomit scene, but only in the background. <laughs> but he played the vomit. We, yeah, we get full play. <laughs> yeah, that was I did I see that on the vomit. credit list. But <laughs> we finally get Ray Liotta to show up. Mm-hmm. And he's apparently the detective investigating the murder of porn watching dude. Yeah. Who has his arm basically not crucified, but like. I think he's ice picked. It yeah, looked like he's, an ice pick. Ice yeah. picked onto the wall. It was like that or a screwdriver. Something. It's stuck in the wall. Stuck in the and, wall. Yeah. And they're having that whole gallows humor conversation about how, you know, the dude's head got bashed in with a skillet. Maybe he was making breakfast. Well, he'd make it with someone else's brains. If it. And it he just goes on and on and like Ray Liotta is just like whatever yeah. and so he's investigating the place and the one guy goes uh, yeah, the, like, the, like this the one uni- little young uniform cop comes up and he's like you want to discuss the perp sir yeah <laughs> and this of course like we could just see Ray Liotta on set just being like don't fucking talk to yeah. me you look me directly in the eyes you little yeah. fuck <laughs> what are these red M&M's doing in the car? <laughs> you son of a yeah but yeah he, he goes basically off. goes off on this guy <laughs> 
he's like, I've been on the force for 35 fucking years and I don't need guys like you asking me if I know how to do my fucking job. Like, did you see me walk around this crime scene twice yeah. already and yeah. now you want to tell me what happened here? <laughs> did you notice how nonplussed I was by the guy who's <laughs> impaled on the wall and his brains are passed out? Like, I don't give a fuck. I was in Ray fucking Leora, bitch. I was in Goodfellas. I was in Turbulence. Yeah. Have you seen those movies? I'm Ray fucking Leota. No escape, motherfucker. Now where's my coffee? <laughs> yeah, he yells at that guy to go get his coffee. And then his partner comes over and he's like, dude, you don't like these guys, do you? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, it's my coffee. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, could you believe that fucking guy? I'm Ray fucking Leota. the fuck? Yeah. Where's Balls my coffee? Thinking you could talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. But then the movie decides to backtrack and show us exactly what happened to this guy. Yeah. Right? Well, if we show this is where we meet Ben Cross, who's Cuba's like adopted exactly. dad. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Ben Cross was in the shit, apparently. Yeah. He was already in one false war. Well, he, he watched Planet Vulcan die, so, you mm-hmm. know, that's, yeah. that's pretty, that's the shit. Poor yeah. guy. But he's like, hey, I'm kind of in deep here. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> might have stabbed a guy on a wall and smashed his head in with a skillet. But Ooh. if you were there, you would understand why. But uh, yeah, I then they, we recap the scene where we show the rest of the fight where he gets shot in the chest. And then the dude tries to call somebody, ends up like getting in this whole big, you know, trying to strangle him. And basically, this is where it gets gory because we're like, wow, all right. You know, because they show the aftermath early on. But then it's like, no, we're going to show him getting stabbed in the arm. And we're going to show Kuba bashing him in the head with a skillet like yeah, cause six as, or seven as somebody times. somebody said as we were watching the movie. Kuba is like a terrible fighter, but he's a good scrapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like as yeah. soon as he gets knocked down, he's always like, there's something I can stab him in the leg with. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's, he didn't stab him in the leg. No, not this guy. No, no. he stabbed this guy directly in the dick. <laughs> yeah. With a screwdriver. And the guy's like, oh, <laughs> but still as, this as, dude as, is like, I'm going to fuck you up, even though you stabbed me in the dick. And so Cuba, you know, impales him to, on the wall with the ice pick or screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like, Oh my god! <laughs> but the guy is still like, I'm gonna get off this ice pick and come kill you. Mm-hmm. And so Cuba goes and gets a, a frying pan that's just laying around and beats the living fuck out of this guy. Yeah. And then it's just like he does the whole just sweaty, out of breath, just oh my god, I just fucking murdered that guy, <laughs> just stumbling around and throwing mm-hmm. things down. And yeah, that that dude got it bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I believe my my show note was. Dude got it rough, stabbed in the dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which really tells you all you need to know about how rough that dude got it. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, then it turns out that that guy was the brother of the head. The ringleader. The ringleader yeah. of this bank robbery thing. Yeah. So, of course, they go to the club because that's what bank robbers do when you get money. So they're hanging out at the club and he basically assembles everyone over to a booth and is like, they pretty much immediately know what's up and we find out later why. But mm-hmm. he's just like, this guy did it. We got to go talk to him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, brother's yeah, dead. Yeah, well, they know that it was, that was Cuba. Right. So, because it's pound Cougar in June. <laughs> yeah. They knew. So, they go to pay him a visit. And, and meanwhile, Gene Smart, the, his, the the mom of the lady that he has the hots for, has shown up to his place. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I wish I was dead instead of my daughter. I wish she'd just die so I'd be free. Ah, wah, ha, ha, Cuba, give me some loving. I, I don't even know, like, 
I thought at first she was going to be like, hey. But then she just got weird. I, like, I can't even go to my house anymore. I think that's just her. Like, I don't think I've ever seen her play anything where she didn't seem like she was coming on to the younger guys. That's just her as yeah, in general. I just, I, how close. Cougar Gooding Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Cougar Gooding Jr. How close to her year on 24 was this? It's about five years after. That long after? Yeah. Three or four, well. No, it was probably a little closer, but three this years, two thousand eight. Okay, so, yeah, so yeah, about probably, three years. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so but she is kind of in that like freak out, yeah, crazy eyes mode. Yeah, sure. But she just she's there, and apparently, I, I'm we're gonna play innocent. Like he's just like you're upset, go sleep it off or whatever. I'm pretty sure that would happen because he woke up on the couch fully dressed. Yeah, because then he gets a knock at the door, and it's the bad guys have showed up, and they're like in his face grabbing him, and they're like we're gonna fucking kill you because you killed my brother. Well, they threatened the girl in the hospital, right? And then like she's like, oh, did we even ever mention Cuba's name in this? His name is Liam. Liam. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Kind of strange name. It's more fun to say Cuba. Yeah. But they she she calls to him <laughs> from the other room, Cuba Gooding, and they're like, oh. <laughs> Oh, you have company, then you better meet us here tomorrow night or else. And it's the club. Yeah. And he's like, it's not my kind of place. So they just leave. And now he's got a gun in his waistband right now. The four guys leave going down the stairs, the backs to him. Now, granted, he sucks at, you know, a planned attack. But yeah, the movie could have been <laughs> over right then. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he could have had the drop on him pretty easily. Yeah, she was also like. Gene Smart was in the apartment. So, so I mean, when all is over, she comes out and goes, what the fuck was that? So I was like, yeah, those are the guys that killed your daughter or almost killed your daughter. No, no. Oh, thank you. You're merging no. a couple scenes. Well, she never came out of the bedroom. In no, that no, no, no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying in hypothetical, had. if oh, he got oh, okay. out and murdered them all, all right. and she comes out and be like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. These guys murdered your daughter. And now they were going to murder her some more. And then it becomes also, a boring police procedure. But also, yeah, yeah, then the cops show up and they're like, why did you kill all these guys? How did you know <laughs> right. these were the guys? And then the rest of it is just radio talking to Gene Smart. And that would be, well, that'd be all right. They both yell at each other. Both get crazy and yeah. start yelling. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they leave, and then it well, comes. Well, the dude, like, Kuba looks through the eye, through the uh, the peephole, and the dude just gives, like, this, like, fuck you. Like, gives him this Tomorrow awesome face through the, or, <laughs> through the peephole because he knows Kuba's watching yeah. him. Now, there's this weird sort of interstitial scene before he actually goes to the club because it's the middle of the day, and I guess he's like, I think he went to visit. um his pseudo father guy Ben <laughs> cross uh, to get oh, some more right. training or something. Yeah, and then he like goes yeah. back and forth getting like little bits of training. training him how yeah, to shoot a little bit, but then like he's, and it never does any good. He stops somewhere in the middle of the day and suddenly right at the, at the door is Marley who ends up being the girl he saved from the car fire in the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. And they have this weird, really weird, awkward scene where she's just like, Hey, what you doing? What you doing? And he's like, I've got some things going on. I can't Murder talk right now. Well, this scene takes place directly after him fucking murdering someone else. Right. Where he got his shit wrecked. Oh, was this after the, the yeah. club? Okay. Because he's sitting outside and his head's all cut up okay. and his neck okay. is bleeding. Yeah. And the girl's like, hey, what you up to, Cuba? Okay, so, so I jumped ahead one scene. But yeah. yeah. But but we'll talk about that scene yeah. now because it's sure. weird. It is weird. Because, yeah, because, I mean, he's bleeding. He's, like, got his ass. He's got a shiner. And he, she's just like, where you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. And he's like. It's like fucking 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Why are you riding your bike around for one? Yeah. Well, you're talking. Date, uh, yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't want this to date. be weird, but you're talking to the only black guy in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we looked. I mean, well, like, after we town, bleeding and cut up and not in good shape. We kind of like made that joke where we're watching the movie. But then if you go back and watch the movie, granted, it's filmed in Bulgaria. 
Probably yeah. not a large black population in Bulgaria. Yeah. But I mean, but it, he is literally like, the only black yeah, guy like, in this movie. Hospital everywhere. Everywhere they go, he's, mm-hmm. he's it. But anyway, like. But the, he is the, a town hero. So. Yes. And it's the, kind the, of a, the long and short of the scene is, is basically he's like, she's like, you don't like me anymore. Blah, I'm a kid. I'm going to try to make you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I like you. You're like a little sister I never had. And she's like, but I don't like you like that. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and we're just like, uh, you're 10. <laughs> no, yeah, because he's like, is, look, no. I'm sure all the boys in your school like you. And she just starts crying. He's like, like, I don't, I want don't like those boys. And it's like, oh, dear God, please don't do this. Yeah. But yeah, she basically is like, if you don't love me, then screw you and rides off. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. And he just sort of night. shakes his head like, well, that was really awkward. <laughs> yeah. He's Back had a rough murdering. day. He's had a rough day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, just before that, he right. had... He walked up in the wall. He went in the club. He went in the club where they were going to meet him. And I guess waited in the bathroom until I don't one know of how, them came. Yeah, I don't know how he knew one of them was just going to have to go pee. But well, he figured eventually sure, the club might happen. But, but he, yeah. got, he got lucky because it's the ringleader guy goes mm-hmm. to take a piss. So yeah. he comes out like from behind the door or whatever and misses, of course. <laughs> well, what he says, he goes, your brother died with his dick in his hands, too. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy immediately like jumps to the side and gets out of the way of him shooting him. Right. Yeah, the guy moves, and then four seconds later, Cuba, oh. Cuba, Cuba shoots where he used to be. Well, yeah, like he tries to shoot him through the stall, and he knocks the stall wall onto him. And mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those fuck-up-the-bathroom brawls. Yeah, yeah because, break the like, sink, water break the sink, yeah. every mirror. Yeah. yeah. Cuba catches a mirror in the head. He I does. Mean, but then he does the, like, Guy's got him like around the neck again, and yep. he grabs the broken shard of mirror and uh, right into the leg. Yeah, right, just right leg. in the leg, just right in the meat. Just. It only affects him for like three seconds, yeah. though, because then he's like, "Okay, I'm now I'm gonna kick your ass." Well, you more. have to think about if bullets do a, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. shards of glass are like mm-hmm. way down the alphabet. Yep. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> bullets do a. Yeah, but eventually he gets the gun and shoots that dude in the chest. The gun. Okay. Yeah. And, so yeah, the ringleader guy is and dead. And the ringleader is yeah. done. You're like, yeah, the two oh, the two brothers okay. are essentially dead. Well, like in the fight too, like like Cuba rears back and just bites his face. Yeah. Like there's a good face biting scene where where the dude has enough time to look in the mirror and be like, "You son of a bitch, you bit my face." Yep. yep that's right. <laughs> Which just pisses him off more, and that's when Cuba shoots him. Yeah. But that's when he sees the little girl, and yeah. then then it's like I guess the gang's still like, we've got to kill this guy, but now you know, sort of, we need to call in some wild cards because. <laughs> We've been briefly introduced to the the cousin of these two brothers, who was apparently too much of a wild card that Norman Reedus didn't want them with him. Yeah, goatee McCrazy Pants. Yeah, <laughs> because like the very first time they see him, like he's basically just starting a bar fight off in the corner, and, and he's just like, "We're not taking this asshole." Yeah, it's like yeah. that guy's trouble. It's like, oh, that so, guy's trouble. But now, like you know, two of their members are down, so it's time to call him in to finish off Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. Sound Cuba. Gooding Sorry. Jr. Hashtag Cuba Gooding June. Stop saying pound. <laughs> pound. But yeah, like Octothorpe. He, Cuba uh, so 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 Cuba goes home and opens the door and like mom is sitting there and like all freaked out. And then the camera pans over and there's Norman Reedus sitting on her with a shotgun. Like, hey, I'm surprised he didn't light a cigarette in this scene. Yeah, there was. No it seems to be his thing. Yeah. So like he was threatening and was like, I this needs to stop. You know, I don't. You know, we are kind of friends, sort of, but. This needs to stop. Stop killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a weird scene because like Cooper basically acts him away. Like that's the best way I can describe it. Like they get face to face. Oh, he absolutely does because he puts the shotgun in Cuba's face. Yeah, and and he just like he tilts his head like, "Don't you point that shotgun at me?" He, he and did, he's he does just basically like, that shot from Boys in the Hood where it's like 
all of a sudden like he's not a boy anymore yeah. like i'm a man yeah and it's just like mm-hmm. oh shit you yeah. just acted okay i'm leaving mm-hmm. yeah essentially because yeah. he does leave and then she grabs kuba's gun and is like what is he talking about well yeah because the he says do you want to tell her who or should i tell her yeah you know and he's like you just gonna have to shoot me then mm-hmm. fuck you and, and of I, course she gets in a patented gene smart freak out right well, i remember saying he just needed to stare into the barrel of her gun and she would put it down mm-hmm. and walk out the door too mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's not exactly also right. has to do that l- slight head nod to yeah yeah like, well he basically comes like clean a dog says, hearing like, a whistle it's like he's <laughs> part of the gang the gang that shot your daughter and i kind of know them yeah and she's just like you're a monster i hate you don't ever talk to me or my daughter again but before Kill she closes the door she's like Go kill all those bastards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't want to ever see you again. I hate you. Don't ever come near us. Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> yep. Kill them all. Yeah. If that's what you want. So, yeah. Before, so he's like, all right. Before he can really take out any other members of the gang, he meets up. Uh, I think this is where we get to the point where he's all bloody. He's like done all this shit. He's got cuts all over him. I th- this is where I'm saying he went to the bar. The, the drunk scene mm-hmm. and acted like he was drunk because the bartender specifically said, you've only had one shot. You've been sitting here for two hours. Mm-hmm. That's when he pulls out of the flask. Mm-hmm. It's like, I brought my own. Huh? And he knows like Ray Liotta and the other copper in the back of the bar. I'm pretty sure he's playing drunk so that he has an alibi of whatever's been going on. Like, cause he gets punched by the bartender. I think that was the idea is like, if I get punched by the bartender, I'll explain all this cuts and stuff on my head and I'll have an alibi. Maybe. Cause I swear to God, after he's doing the drunk thing and they, they're like, Hey buddy, don't hit. What are you doing? He's had a bad day. Why are you punching him? Mm-hmm. I swear he goes around the corner. All of a sudden he's just like, I'm back to Cuba Gooding Jr. Like I'm just, I'm fine. Maybe. Yeah, but that's it, how movies all, work though. It's all like, very, people, un- people are able to sober up very quickly. Well, sure. the bartender punched him sober. Yeah, yeah. But he walks around the corner and that's when he meets up with the Scottish guy from the, from the group mm-hmm. um scarface i don't remember the guy's real name scotty you'd recognize him he's the guy that has like the joker cuts for real yeah i think he was in braveheart his name's tommy flanagan tommy flanagan oh he's in gladiator and sin city and braveheart yeah. Sons of morgan fairchild all sorts of stuff <laughs> but anyway so like they he basically has this, <laughs> another threatening scene where there's basically like hey if you ever want to see marley the little girl again you better be here we're gonna have a high noon thing yeah, or we're gonna at, the, at the factory. The fact, like capitalized the right. factory. Hashtag, you know, you know. Hashtag factory. factory. Yeah. Pound that factory. So yeah, that's basically <laughs> like he's got to gear up and go for this one last thing because it's all there is. And so I think he goes to see Spock Dad again. Yeah, one Sarah more time. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> he, he goes. And he goes, and, and then the dad's like, "This has gone too far," and he's like, "Well, I need you. They help. got the little girl, so I kind of have no choice." Well, Spock Dad is pretty much like you're. I always you got no good in you. You're, you're just terrible. You're just born bad. There's nothing I can do. And he's mm-hmm. like, but they got a little girl. And he's like, all right, well, okay. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. And that's really the end of that scene. That scene doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, they kind of like do another little quick training montage, I think. <laughs> more shooting. Yeah, more shooting. Like, he was now better with guns, <laughs> yeah. although no, never nope, comes no. into play doesn't matter. at all. Does not matter. <laughs> terrible at guns. He can now miss with two guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's how you <laughs> guns do a wield bad shooting. But yeah, so like he goes to the, I guess the big plan is like we, we cut to the factory, hashtag factory first, mm-hmm. and we see that the one skinny guy who was kind of like not really in on the idea of it being a heist yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Wait, before I get into this, did they already reveal? No, it was right before. It was right before this? Yeah. Okay, all right. Before we get into the factory scene, we have to talk about okay. what the actual catalyst of this movie is because it's kind of important. It kind of really skews the entire way you would look at this movie. Right. Because there, there's a scene where he goes to the graveyard to, you know, pay his respects to his, to his dead, dead wife. wife. Yeah. 
and there's a goat. <laughs> no, don't, don't even start with the goat. Okay, there's a really weird song that plays, and and there's a goat. Well, like the singing is like a guy that's like a thousand feet off the mic, kind of yelling into the mic, but it just sounds like a goat in the background. Anyway, the bank teller is there, also paying respects to somebody. Yeah, and he just kind of sees her, and I guess he kind of she kind of looks like her, his she dead was wife, paying respects to her dad, who Gene Smart wisely told us early in the film had died. Okay, fair enough. It all works. So. He sees her and is immediately like, yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of look like my wife. I am in love with you. I'm going to start stalking you. Yeah, kind of weird. Because it mm-hmm. flashes back and now he's like following, you know, like watching her go into the bank and standing in the bank and not knowing how to go to talk to her. And, and all this while, he's also kind of getting to know the bank and the security guards routes and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then he comes up with this brilliant plan. Well, he's just stalking her, so he just kind of notices these things. Right. But then he, he gets this brilliant plan because he goes to Norman Reedus back when... Isn't he supposed to be taking the trash? Yeah, well, now they're back They're back in the part of the story where they're both trash I know, men. but while he's stalking her, shouldn't he be working? Well, it they, was his day off. they're done at, like, noon. Yeah. He's got time. They had yeah. a beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, like... They work he, bank hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he goes to Norman Reedus, and he's like, hey, so I got an idea. Work? I need to appear like a hero, so what I want you to do... Like hero is go to the bank, act like you're going to rob it. I'm going to stop you. You run away, and she's going to fall madly in love with you because I'm a hero. Or Time love out. Because I'm a hero. He is already a hero. Yes. That is he correct. He is the town hero. Like Saved a burning child. Yep. Ray Liotta gave him a plaque, and, and a the little girl gave him a medal. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's already a hero. Yes. Short-lived. Well, that's... No, the- but she... That's a little she bit of recognizes the, him as the no, no, hero. He didn't that, know that, she that, would. That didn't happen yet. He didn't know that's she the thing, would. Like, I know, that's a little bit of ironicness know, about it. Is like but, he goes there later. Yeah. And with Everybody, no, he's yeah. a. He's the only black man within a hundred miles. B. He's the town hero. Yes. Everybody recognizes him. Right. That's the little bit of the ironic <laughs> thing. What I'm saying is like he basically orchestrated this. He is fake crazy bank robbery so that he could impress the bank teller who yeah, he, and a real hero who he fell in love with from afar in the right. graveyard yeah. in the graveyard is willing while to spend five thousand dollars giving it to norman reedus to do this yes because yeah, that... he's, he's trying to talk about him he's like i could get arrested i know we're just you know faking this and everything but this is dangerous it's like don't worry i'll give you five thousand dollars it's like no the bank the the guard the one guard leaves for like 40 minutes a day blah 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 you'll be fine yeah norman reese's bright idea is he wants to move to the island so he's just like I know some scummy people because there's this weird little montage where apparently he lives on the bad side of town because he goes outside of a house and starts smoking where there's yelling and stuff going on. Thus, right. He's he got to get out of this place. He's got to get out of this place. So he goes to the, the hoodlums that he knows, which is the gang that he's been murdering the whole movie and mm-hmm. says, hey, he wants me to pull a fake heist. Let's make it a real heist and we'll get paid and I can leave this place. And they're all yeah. like, high five, bro. And let's, yeah. let's totes do Except this. For, yeah, Except for the skinny guy. The skinny guy's like, are you guys sure? This is like, yeah, we usually pull kid. up like, you know, liquor stores yeah. and things like this. this There's only three league. stores in town and we're the only criminals. Yeah. We're going to get caught. But he's like, he's the wet blanket guy. And like, you know, he's like, no, no, no. All right. Well, I'm in because you guys are. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then and they get pumped about doing this too. Sure. Like sure. at first they're like, oh, I don't know. That's a yeah. good idea. So, and then they're like, wait. This guy did all the legwork for us. All we have to do is show up with guns and take the money. Yeah, and apparently shoot people at random. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so like this is the jumpy nature of this timeline in this movie mm-hmm. because now we're back to the factory. Now knowing that this is all essentially Cuba Gooding Jr.'s fault. Yeah. Even if it wasn't mm-hmm. completely his fault, it's still his, still his fault. fault. Oh, it's it's completely his fault. Well, I mean, Norman Reedus had a big hand in you know, proper fucking it. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it was yeah. yeah. But Cuba came up with the yeah, stupid yeah, ass plan. It's completely his fault. There yes, would have been absolutely. no Norman Reedus plan at right. of any kind. One hundred percent his fault. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
But anyway, so now he's got to rescue the girl. Ninety-eight percent. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so he's now got dad's 99? Spock dad and one hundred. And but he's like, he's the wild card. You don't know he's there at first Woo! because he while he shows up in the car and they're like, "All right, drop your gun," because he's got one gun visible, not mm-hmm. showing that he's got two more hidden. And Smart. and he's like, "All right, you said you let the girl go," and of course they're like, mm, uh, "Yeah, but she's seen our faces. So we're gonna kill her anyway." Like, that's not part of the deal, and that's when mm-hmm. Spock Dad shows up off off camera and starts sniper rifling them from afar. But with, he's with like tiny he pellets. Shoots the one dude in the shoulder. He shoots another guy in the. I hand. think it's an air rifle. <laughs> Whatever it is, it does not cause much damage because he shoots one guy in the shoulder, and the guy's just like, "Hey, ow!" And he shoots another guy in the face, and that guy's like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah." But it just, yeah. it becomes this kind of weird cross shootout thing because like Norman Reedus is kind of turned too. He's like, I can't let you kill the little girl. Well, everything hinges on this kid. Like right. some of them are like, fuck it, kill that kid. And two of them are two yeah. out of like basically half the half the gang is turned. Right. Is now they are now fighting two remaining gang members. And one guy's the wild card who wasn't even part of the original robbery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're both just like, let's fucking kill this kid. Yeah. This yeah. would be fun. And the other two are like, Norm- no. Norman Reedus is like, got the M16 on him. He's like, I will shoot you if you shoot her. Mm-hmm. And also skinny guy is like, I'm going to get you out of here, little girl. Don't right. worry. And he's mm-hmm. crying and like, uh. so literally there's <laughs> Scotty McScotterson and douchebag goatee guy that are like the only ones that are really causing any problems. So you've got what four guys and the little girl versus them. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they apparently cause a lot of problems because they have to shoot them a bunch of times and then the cops show up and they murder a shitload of cops. Yeah, Cops get shot. They're fodder. Just they're terrible cops. They just like well, Ray Liotta hey, told us they were terrible. terrible yeah, cops. that's true. Yeah. yeah. One guy like goes to check on another guy and is like <laughs> pointing his firearm guy. at the guy's stomach as he's like, "Oh no, yeah, Jim. No, let me pull you." Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, oops, forgot that motion makes the trigger go. Yeah, but yeah, so they're shooting. They they shoot the one the the douchebag guy with the the goatee a lot of times. Norman Reedus shoots him a bunch of times. Then Spock Dad shoots him, and everybody shoots him, and he's still finally about to die finally dies and then the cops come around the back and they've got norman reedus cornered and he's holding the gun inside the building like drop Mm -hmm. the gun Mm -hmm. and he pulls out the postcard looks at the caribbean island one last time and looks at cuba gooding jr and he's just like fuck it man i'm out because he turns around and immediately gets shot for his Mm -hmm. trouble it's kind of a weird sacrifice thing i don't it was his choice to go i guess he was just like i'm not getting to go to jail suicide by cop sure that's what he did and uh yeah, and then, like, fake dad gets killed. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets shot a bunch of times. We don't really see him get killed. No, um, probably sure he's dead. Yeah. But then, then Ray Liotta and detective friend show up, and they're like, okay, we're putting a stop to this. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> Scottish yeah, and guy the other, yeah, has, the, has lost his goddamn mind. He is just firing all over the place, just like, fuck, I, you know, fuck pigs, and just, like, shooting, and, you know, just not even aiming, just laying yeah. on his back, just pow, 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 ha. <laughs> and, and Kuba is just like, Okay, little girl, stay here. Yeah. Don't get shot. He's making he's making good I'm pissed off faces. He's mm-hmm. just like, I'm gonna come murder all these guys. Yeah, he's got <laughs> yeah. this one crazy Scottish guy to kill. Mm-hmm. And like he's running after him and Ray Liotta's chasing after both of them. Mm-hmm. And they're the the Scottish guy in Cuba Cuba are like running around this warehouse, just wildly shooting everywhere and not hitting each other at all. Just shooting like twelve shots blindly. Yeah. Like oh, just not even looking or aiming, just shooting. They waste so many bullets. Yeah. So many yeah. clips. And then eventually Kuba's out, yeah, and just grabs like this giant metal rod, mm-hmm. just, pe- just piece of of metal. He's sort of holding like a you know like a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when Ray Liotta shows up and and 
basically a Scottish guy just turns around and shoots Ray Liotta without even like any hesitation. Yeah. He's just like, boom, gets him in the gut. And he's just like, ow, laying yeah. there. And he's like, I hate cops. I'm about to shoot the cop. And that's when. Yeah. He says, I love America, yeah. but I hate cops. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to stab you. Or, you know, Cooper Gooding Jr. comes out and is like, I'm going to stab you. Right. And he's like, what are you going to do with that? Turns around to deal with the cop. And then he kind of does like running ah, at you. And he shoots Cuba in the gut. A few times. Yeah, a few at least, times. At least Multiple twice. Bullets. At least twice. And Cuba's just like, fuck, nope, I'm going to finish this action and just stabs that dude in the chest with mm-hmm. a giant piece of metal. Yep. And just like, there, I've yeah. completed my mission. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it's pretty good effect. I mean, he's got some oh, yeah. blood kind oh, of yeah, pumping out of his chest. Yeah, there, there's all mostly good practical effects in this. It's all, you know. And then it becomes scripts. really weird because, like, the little girl's shown up. Well, well no, Ray Liotta puts the gun on yeah. Cuba and it's just like, He's like, Dude, okay, you, right, you had a hard life. You dealt with this shit. Now you're coming with me. You're not walking away. Yeah. And Cuba's like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to walk away. Yeah. And Ray's like, no, you're not. And then all of a sudden. Well, the little girl had stopped at, at Spock Dad's dead body and grabbed right. a gun and come in there. Yeah, because like shot goes off at Ray Liotta's feet. And he turns around and there she is like, you let him go. He's my friend. And run, he saved run, my life. Cuba, good and, yeah. And all of a sudden Ray Liotta's like, listen, little girl. You're going to put that gun down now, and I'm going to take Cuba with me because he's bad, and I'm good, and that's what's going to happen. And she's just not having any of it. Mm-hmm. Any of it. <laughs> Which we started making jokes of, like, Ray Liotta, take that suspect down. <laughs> take the shot. Take the <laughs> shot. Well, because take what happens shot, is... Detective Liotta. <laughs> Procedure. Cuba starts c- talking to her, and so she gets distracted, and they keep cutting to Ray Liotta's face, and you can tell he's like, I've got the drop on her, and it's like... <laughs> it's like... Dude, you're not going to shoot that kid, are you? In, Ray, in real life, Ray Liotta would have totally shot that kid. <laughs> right. In real Without life, Ray hesitation. Yes. has shot that kid. And yeah. I'm sure he probably, they probably filmed it 50 times of him doing that. <laughs> he, it was probably in the contract. And he's like, I don't care what Final Cut is, but let me shoot that kid. Yeah. 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 But anyway, like, she distracts him just long enough. Ray Liotta grabs the gun and, and Kubikun Jr. is like, I'm out of here. Woo! And and leaves. Now, granted, he's been shot at least twice, maybe three times in the gut, bleeding all over the place. And somehow, well, he goes out and he carjacks a guy, mm-hmm. takes that guy's Chrysler and goes to the hospital where <laughs> the bank teller is. Right. Stumbles in carrying the gun. Bleeding. Just bleeding everywhere. everywhere. Where we started calling him Cuba Bleeding Ble- Jr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just Octothor- dripping blood Cuba everywhere. Staggering around with the gun. He's like Ving Rings and Pulp Fiction. Just staggering around. And everyone's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like security's like, nope, fuck this. And they all just get out of the way. Now he manages to stop and grab a, a bunch of white roses, which is funny because he kept bringing red roses to well, the red by the time he gets all his red blood yeah. all over. Yeah, they're just I guess they were out of red roses. Dripping with blood by the time he gets there and he's just like, I brought these for you. Uh. Isn't that a Tori Amos song? <laughs> blood <laughs> roses. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he like stumbles through a room and Jeet Smart's like mom's outside and she's like, she's awake! Yeah. Oh god, she's awake! And also stay away from her. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so he like plops down next to her and she like touches his sweaty forehead and like instantly just like uh vision of wife <laughs> yeah and then we have the full flashback to his wife yeah the whole dying thing of her can't dying. get her out of the car yeah 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 we figured that out from the first time you flashback yeah to it. Yeah. yeah thank you they, she died in the car and then it's really we weird it. because like ray Liotta shows up and he's like i'm saved or something like that puts the gun to his head like he's gonna shoot himself First of all, wait, Ray Liotta looks like he is coked out of his mind oh, when sure. he runs he into this room. probably ran to the hospital. Maybe, but I mean... Did a bunch he, of coke and then ran to the hospital. They probably pried him out of his trailer and were like, Ray, <laughs> scene, we're, we got to do this today. Yeah, but his and face... He's, like, he's just like, Argh! 
I'm gonna go to that hotel or that hospital room. <laughs> it's just like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's when we actually have the full-on flashback of the wife dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she, he, like, grabs his hand, and about that time, he's just like, oh, wait, I actually did lose a lot of blood, and he slumps over in the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ray Liotta's like, huh. and all the cops show up, and they're just like, well, uh, that was interesting. I, yeah. Arrest him? Guess yeah. it's under control. Fade to black, and we're like, oh, well, that's a... That's a weird darkly ending. depressing and nonsensical ending for this yeah. and then it gets worse and then it fades up and he's in a jaunty prison <laughs> with yeah, a jaunty yeah. hat he's in i don't know like a like a countryside castle prison well it's hung it's, it's got a beautiful area so it was some sort of boarding school slash castle yeah it's got a beautiful courtyard and yeah. all the inmates mm-hmm. are playing croquet and <laughs> the guards are just sort of skipping around yeah, the <laughs> guards are sauntering yes, actually right. oh there comes nigel with the breeze yeah <laughs> He's got a motorized club Aaron, around. You have a visitor. Yeah. Mr. Gooding Jr. <laughs> Hashtag visitor. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, like the, the teller lady shows up to visit him in jail. He's in a wheelchair. Brings him he's flowers. Got, he's mm-hmm. got Denzel Washington's hat on. And yeah. it's like, all right, I, I guess happy ending. He's like, I, you saved me something, something. Movie's over. Right. And then terrible, almost Nickelback, Nickelback song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty sweet. And then we rate this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nickelback song. That is just such a weird ending, because that's like such a horribly mixed message for what they were trying to convey throughout. Yeah. You know? It really kind of puts a damper on this whole thing, which was almost a good movie for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> almost a good movie. <laughs> almost. <laughs> and then all this happens. It's almost not bad. And then, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go two jocks. I did like that the action was filmed pretty well. The geography was pretty good in those scenes near the end where they could have gotten really just completely messed up. Yeah. But I didn't get lost with it. And we're kind of, you kind of undersold the part where the dad shows up and starts shooting dudes. Yeah. Because there is no buildup to that. All of a sudden he's like, like, dude gets shot. You're like, what the hell happened? And it's the dad. And he just kind of gives like this eyebrow raise. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm he's like, a yeah. fucking badass. And yeah, they've, he's they've like, got you the, knew, I told you I was in the shit. And they've got his little area uh, lit to where it's just like smoke and just bright light coming in. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, I am f- the avenging fucking angel here now. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're shooting at him and he's just like, don't give a fuck. Just yeah. walking down this hallway. Yeah. Like, like, we can't under, like, yes, the sorry. dad's awesome. Yeah. In that end scene. Yeah. And I mean, the fights are pretty damn brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're but, well. But yeah, it's like by the end, you're really not rooting for anybody. I was rooting for Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ray yeah. Liotta seemed and okay. Ray Liotta's just not in it enough. He, no. I mean, he only has that one freak out immediately, and then you kind of don't really get much out of him for the rest of the movie. He's like the only featured character that's sincere about what he's trying to do. I mean, yeah. he's trying to... He has another freak out in the police station where he's sort of like spazzing out over something. A, l- a bit, a but it's not bad. It's not a Ray Liotta movie. No, no unfortunately. It's not hashtag wish- Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray, uh, Ray Vember? No, 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 no. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> January. Ray, I don't know. I don't even want to have to try to say that for four weeks. January? Yeah. <laughs> Should we invent a new month for Ray Liotta? Just, uh, okay. we'll just add a 13th month. Yeah, it, sure. It's Coke Timber. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Anyway, um... Yeah, I, I I think I have to give this two jocks as well. There's there's some things to like, but that is a really weird mixed message by the end of the movie. 
It's just like, are, yeah, were we uh, supposed to care anything about what happened to Kubrick? You shouldn't be happy ending? about that ending. You you actually should be outraged about that ending. Like he does not. He's in jail. It's really yeah, it's not something to be gets, outraged but about. But the girl comes to see him. She doesn't remember. She has a hole where her brain used to be. No, she fucking remembers. He I, brought it. Yeah, someone yeah. told her she needs that guy like she needs another <laughs> either, hole in her head. Either right? way, am I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are right. <laughs> Son of oh, you're terrible. Like, he does not deserve that. He deserves to be crippled and alone at the end of this movie. He pretty much is. It was one no, visit. She, yeah, but it's not a conjugal visit. He's no, but in a she wheelchair. Still, she in brought the jail. Him, She still. brought him flowers, and she was pleasant, which is a hundred <laughs> times better than he deserves. Yeah, I, he, he should have come there fault. and stomped on his fucking nuts. He was shot in the gut, <laughs> like, and he's in a wheelchair. I bet his Cuba Gooding Jr. did not work anymore. <laughs> it does. Yeah, he's. It, doesn't matter. He deserves to be in a dank, cold prison basement for the rest of his life. He was. Because that's a super ass. No, he's in a fucking country club prison. That's just where they show the visitors. Still, the place was nice. All right, Chuck, since you Mm want to be argumentative about this, what's your rating? Uh, Two jocks. Two jocks? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's got decent scenes to it. It's a little too serious for what we do. Um, the the tone of it anyway there's not Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of joyful moments in it it's a lot of you know sort of low budget indie film acting and 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 stuff like that um but you know i mean it's directed by a stunt man and we've had movies directed by stunt people before where it's just like they don't get it they don't understand pacing or or how to frame action necessarily and i thought i mean you know there's that one fight scene that cuba's in with the dude in the in the mechanics place where i mean they're throwing each other through things and against cars and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. shot really well to be believable enough i mean i cringed like five or six times at the violence in this movie i don't really do that yeah but just dudes getting wrecked with shards of glass and screwdrivers to the dick i mean (laughs) you know yeah that's that's brutal hashtag screwdriver (laughs) to the dick so two jocks i it's 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 not tonally it's not our kind of thing but it's got some good parts I'm going to agree with the two jocks rating as angry as I am that <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, <laughs> did not get what was coming to him. Ray Liotta should have dropped a car on his face. <laughs> <laughs> or an airplane. Well, just wait for Hero Wanted 2 when they have mm. to break him out of jail to stop the other gang Too wanted, town. too furious. <laughs> <laughs> too heroous. Right. Let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Okay. All All right. right. Stick around. We'll be right back with the second half. Hashtag second half. All right, and welcome back. Hey, second half. Cast. Let's talk more movies. <laughs> Yay. Go. Movies. Oh. Hashtag Cuba Gooding June. That's, yes. We already did that half. Pound Goobage Gooding. <laughs> Pound Goobage. <laughs> Pound Goobage Cuba Gooding. Yep. Uh, I guess I saw the newest movie, huh? Sure. I saw or Now You See you? Me. <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's that movie. That is that magician's pulling a heist movie. Ah. Like The Illusionist. No. Or the other one. The Prestige? Yeah. But they yeah. weren't heists. Oh. It's kind of... That is a weird movie. 
that is like it's not what you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of is, but the problem is it has like eight main characters, mm. so it gets a little. <sighs> Who are they? Name them. God, there's Jesse Eisenberg. There's um, Ela Fisher. There's James Franco's younger brother. There's Woody Harrelson. Uh, there's Morgan Freeman. There's Michael Caine. There's Mark Ruffalo. And there's the chick from Inglorious Bastards, which it's good to see her in another movie again because I hadn't seen her in anything. Good for her in the U.S. All right, since that movie, and she's still pretty good. <laughs> but, what about that um, movie? How's that movie? Is it pretty good? It's one that I I was like that was pretty good when I left the theater and now I'm kind of like that movie's kind of stupid. <laughs> so so it's not a thinker. It falls apart pretty heavily. No. I mean it it kind of works, but then it kind of doesn't by the end of it. It's just it's weird because it starts out and you think it's going to be all about these four magician characters, you know, it's Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg, Ela Fisher and uh James Franco's younger brother. And you figure that those four is going to be about them, but then the whole movie kind of shifts and they're kind of off in the background of Mark Ruffalo is, and uh chick from glorious bastards are the agents chasing them. And the movie becomes a lot more about them and a lot more about Morgan Freeman. Who's like this guy who exposes magician secrets. You know, he's kind of like the Mitch Pileggi of, uh, Oh, okay. So, whatever this, it, this thing is. So he's the amazing Randy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's the magician who crossed the line. And, you know, you kind of, it's it's kind of fun in that you don't know if he's helping them or helping Mark Ruffalo or, you know, whose side he's on or if he's just, you know, in it just for his own profit mm-hmm. from being able to film everything that's happening. And mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun in that way, but it ends up being a magic trick almost that it's like all flash and show and misdirection to kind of cover up the fact that there's nothing behind it. Mm-hmm. Cause by the end you're like, wow, that okay. That's kind of cool. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's a weird movie. Okay. And, and I will say Louis, the terrier needs to stop doing the, we're going to swoop the steady cam around everybody and walk around them and keep that camera moving. As we move through this scene, Don't you know, like the that. Michael Bay method of let's get some action by, getting around these guys really fast on a rotating platform or something. Yeah. And, and the magic stuff, like some of the tricks are real tricks. And then other stuff is very clearly like CG bullshit, like overly CG bullshit, you know, and it's supposed to be presented as like, no, these guys are doing actual magic tricks and stuff. And then they kind of ruin that by cheating with the CG and stuff, Hmm. which is kind of a bummer too. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it ends up being average because it's got a good cast that's well acted, but I will say that the four main magician people, at first when I thought they were the protagonists of the movie, they were total antagonists <laughs> yeah. because they taunt the fuck out of Mark Ruffalo once like, you know, they pull the first heist and they kind of do it during a Vegas show. Mm-hmm. And I will say the movie gets that whole Vegas show vibe very correct. Good. Where it's like that overly cheesy, like, hey guys, aren't you ready to see some magic? You know, that sort of stuff, like that crap, like they nail all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But once they're arrested, they're just like the smarmiest pieces of shit. Like I just hated them. Like they make you hate them almost immediately. And then it kind of becomes like, well, Mark Ruffalo is kind of a drag in this movie. So who am I rooting for anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, 
But yeah, I I rent it if that. But try not to like. Don't even watch any trailers or anything. Try and know as little about it as you can because I think that's a lot more fun. I've never seen one frame of footage Good. of this movie, so yeah. All I know Good. is that you were excited reading its description. Yeah, it doesn't live up to that. Oh, it's that's not it. It becomes a lot less about that stuff, unfortunately. Like, like it becomes a lot less about what you think it's going to be because it's not really a heist movie. Oh, so well, and me, that may contribute a little bit to my disappointment with it. Well, let me ask you the most important question. Yeah. How did you get out of seeing After Earth? Because uh, she wanted to see that one more. So, okay. Yeah. I thought you were locked into that. I thought we were too. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if all the poor reviews of After Earth, <laughs> Earth. Uh, contributed to that or what, but hmm. got out of it. So, And her parents saw it and really liked it. So, Oh, good. That always helps getting a recommendation from them. Oh, the magic movie, not Earth? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> magic movie. Yeah, they did not see after Earth. Wait, yeah, you saw Magic it. Mike? Magic. I've, I've seen Magic Mike. Magic Earth. We saw that a while back. <laughs> no, but I mean Jesse Eisenberg. I. It's kind of a bummer that he went from kind of like being the Michael Sarah Light to being like. He basically is just playing the same guy as from Social Network as he is in this one. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I'm smarter than you, bleh, you know, and he just plays it that same way, which is. It worked in Social Network. It doesn't work in this one. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are starting to sort of take a weird note that he is not going to be amazing in everything he's in. And it's just sort of like, okay, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does. He does not come off as likable. But he's still good for that meme. The, the note meme. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That? Where yeah. That's, you, that you replace the meme the, when he passes the note back and he reads it and has that like super dour look on his face. Yeah. That's a good meme. From the How do you know about it? You don't internet occasionally internet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I heard. So I should have interneted more because I might have avoided this movie. Um, <laughs> uh oh! I decided to dun, dun, dun. undertake the three-hour epic that is Cloud Atlas. The yeah, Wachow- the Wachowski siblings plus Tom Tykwer directed joint thing. Mm-hmm. Looks intriguing. <sighs> so they, people it was either a cloudy Atlas. People either absolutely love that movie or mm-hmm. absolutely despise that movie. Yeah. Like there seems to be no middle ground whatsoever on that thing. I don't think there could be. I mean, it's first off, I, I guess in in the basis sense, the reason I, I did not like this movie is the same reason I don't like some other movies. To me, a movie <laughs> has to like, well, my biggest crime of a movie is, you know, you can have a bad cheesy plot hole type thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Worse than that is essentially having no point to exist. Like uh, it's the reason I actually list among like the movies I don't like something like Brokeback Mountain or Ali, you know, movies that are just like they go and some things happen and then it's just over and like no questions were answered. I mean, even if they were posed, Mm -hmm. like here's a problem and yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? I I just I hate when a movie does that where something just try to draw a line. It just felt like this movie was very lazy and like. You know what? People suck throughout the ages, and they're going to probably continue to suck. So, meh. <laughs> so that sounds that's, like a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> so meh. That's just kind of like the. I mean, there's like one quasi happy ending scene at the very end, but it just feels so. At that point, it feels really pandering because, like, the scene before, it's like, Jesus, really? Like, that's that's how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Like after, it's just it's weird. It's like character motivations are very strange. If there's any, I mean, this movie jumps all over time and space so much that mm-hmm. you can barely get attached to anyone in the movie. And beyond that, it's it. I understand the point of the movie that it's essentially the same people throughout time, kind of in past lives or or whatever, coming in contact with each other over and over and over again. And so, like, in every time and place that happens, most of the same actors show up. The mm-hmm. problem is, is that some of the actors, they have to they have to change race, and in time, sometimes they change gender. If oh, Tilda Swinton's in it? Well, no, I, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a good actor. Um, great. There's, there's one point, like, the, the modern-day one that's in uh, modern-day England, which has... Uh, it's weird. It's like it's the one that doesn't feel like it fits with anything, but it's actually the one I kind of ended up enjoying the most. Mm-hmm. Probably because it didn't feel like it had any weight. It was just kind of like an old people adventure. Mm-hmm. Because um, all of a sudden I'm blinking on his name. Tom Hanks. No, who's the dude from Moulin Rouge? That John, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, Jim yeah, Broadbent. Jim Broadbent's in it, and he like goes to borrow some money from his brother who is Hugh Grant, who's another one person that <gasps> floats in and out of this movie <gasps> a lot. I know. I was excited actually when I saw Hugh Grant. You're selling me. <laughs> well, the first time you meet Hugh Grant, I didn't realize it was him. And the second time it's like, Oh wait, shit, that is Hugh Grant. I could have swore that other guy sounded like him, but mm. he goes to borrow some money from Hugh Grant, who has been made to look old to match more Jim Broadbent's age. He's got old makeup on. Mm-hmm. And as a, joke he basically sends him off to go hide from the people that he owes money to but he basically has him self-commit himself to this asylum or this old people's home that's like a prison Mm -hmm. and so it becomes this wacky adventure about these old people breaking out of the old folks home the part that's weird is that the nurse ratchet evil nurse lady is Hugo Weaving in like weird heavy makeup drag like I mean it's bizarre. Like it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't even really look that much like a lady. It's just like, there's Hugo weaving with like some long hair and he's huge, like a dude. Hmm. <laughs> it just seems like they made a lot of weird, weird, weird choices with this movie. Well, that's like the most egregious. The, the, the weirdest is that the, the, the future thing, the thing that they love to show you parts from in the trailers, mm-hmm. because you know, that's where all the budget went to mm-hmm. takes place in, in Neo Seoul, as in Korea. Seoul, mm-hmm. And so, Obviously, everyone is supposed to be Asian, but there's only one Asian cast member in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And so, Tom you, Hanks. so you get you get Jim's they got sold, but they got no <laughs> soldiers. They, they, soldiers. Got soldiers. they don't have any Asian soldiers now. Because so you've got like Jim Sturgis and a whole bunch <laughs> of other people, joke. Hugo Weaving, it was almost there, including Keith David, all done up to look like Asian people. Keith, what? Keith what? David, yes, Keith David, uh, locked up like. Yes. The best part is eyes. Yes. Like I'm. Yes. The best part is I thought. What like, is this like? I thought the Tom Hanks look was going to be great. We're not allowed to be racist. Like, like the one where he's got the goatee and he just looks terrible. Like I thought that was going to be the funniest thing in that movie, but apparently not. No, the whole Asian section. I was just like, for a second, like okay. So the first time I saw it, like the the very first scene that they show you is um I can't remember the actor's name, but it's it's somebody who's interviewing the actual Asian girl that's in it, and. I thought that his weird look was because like he was supposed to be some sort of an android or something. I didn't realize right away that they were trying to make this Caucasian guy Asian. Oh, like that. I just thought like, oh, he's weird because like he's some kind of robot. All they have to do is remove the cock. 
So you can be Asian. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Sorry, that was like a... How did I get that? You guys did. <laughs> Come on. Good job. Yeah. Way to be with it, Maggie. Yeah. Right. You're even just chowing down on a fast break. I know. So, Give like, me the I, power I, to understand your jokes. Like, I wasn't even with the like what they were doing right away. I just thought like he looked weird because he was some kind of future man. Future man, right? And then like I started seeing more people. I'm like, oh, oh, god, wait, no, I. They are doing that, aren't they? Like, now is it at least in some kind of weird CGI nightmare green screen universe, or are they heavily made up people walking around on sets? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's. I mean, there's obviously a lot of CG going on, but there's also a lot of very expensive sets going on. Okay. See, it, to me, it's weird because it's like, it's hard enough to make people buy into weird universes in movies. Why set up that many roadblocks for them? I don't Cause, know. Because, you know, just like, just like having bad CG in something, it's like, if you have bad makeup and bad costuming on people that just looks terrible, mm-hmm. it's going to distract you. It's weird because, I mean... Some of the makeup is, is good, I will say, because like they, they do this little thing during the credits where they show you all the primary cast and they show you like almost like Tracy Ullman style, like, hey, who's here? Here's where everyone was. And if you didn't catch them, like here, Tom Hanks was actually in the scene. He was doing this. Are they just constant like people turning to the camera and their makeup doing a, <laughs> doing a face? <laughs> almost. <laughs> like there's one. There's a couple parts where like, I mean, like Tom Hanks was like a beggar in the new soul area. So he's just like all old man makeup, like. And he's just like, it cuts to him like, oh, did you notice him there? There he was or something, you know, something like Pointless. that. Yeah. Hmm. And like, I mean, the, it's just, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre movie. And I, I really. So you didn't really, like it because it didn't have any sort of resolution that you were hoping for. It didn't have is that, purpose. Is that my understanding? The, the whole, the whole movie kind of paints this permanence thing where certain people are tied together no matter the time and place that they will always find each other in some sort of way. That's kind of, it's message Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then like along the way it's like they keep saying this thing uh, that i mean parallels there is actually like some cannibal tribes in it but they keep doing this thing like the strong will always feed on the on the weak you know Mm -hmm. the weak is nothing but food for the strong or something like that that's kind of like a message that they keep saying and so it's it's kind of like it's about slavery and 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 so the the old people kind of parallels that like you know the breaking out of of slaves or people that are in captured and things like that so there's like this breakaway slavery mentality thing and i I don't know it's just it's like it tries to do so much in three hours and it still feels ultra long and it's probably not long enough to even get that story across Hmm. well apparently from those who have read the book which is considerably longer and it just seemed like something that was like unless you're going to take out entire storylines don't bother trying to adapt this and yeah. apparently they tried to keep all the storylines in and still <laughs> yeah, adapt. Because, I mean, you think about it, like a three-hour movie, and it, how many main characters are there in that thing? Uh, I mean, there's, I like, think... at least ten? I'm trying to think how many different timelines there were just to do that. I mean, there's, like, there's, you know, actually, obviously, like, slave trade, like, African slave training time. There's that area. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, 1930s Cambridge or so. Then there's modern-day London... Then there's the future soul area, and then there's like a time period after that where it's basically fucking water world. I mean, like people are running around and they lost the ability to speak. We're like in this weird tribal world where they're like, I mean, that's the whole thing is like they have this bizarre language, which you can mostly understand, but they're like, you know, true, true, de blah, blah, do, you know, like, like making up this shit. So you're like, mm-hmm. it's like simlish? Sort of. Like, I mean, like it's just, it's like guttural language where it's like we've just bastardized words. So is it just the merging of all the languages? Not even that, really. It's just, it's sort of like, it's like this weird, almost like ghetto slang thing where it's like, we've just like 
taking every word and just be like, ah, you don't have to say the whole thing, like totes, you know, like, 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 oh, imagine, like the whole oh. language is based on something like that. Oh, man. That's my kind of language. I want to yeah. watch this movie now. But yeah, I mean, because like there's speak. there's long periods of time where it's it's Tom Hanks and Halle Berry sitting and going up this mountain and they're speaking this language and you're like, I'm mostly following what you're saying, but it's kind of hurting my head at the same time. Just stop mm-hmm. talking like that. Because the one they keep saying That's is like, crazy. instead of just saying something's the truth or whatever, they keep saying everything's true, true. And they say that like a whole bunch of times. And like by the end of the movie, I'm like, you know, the true, true is that this movie's poo poo. <laughs> So if I was a 1980s film critic, that would be my headline. Boom, Rex Reed. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> take that. So yeah, I did not like this new movie. journalism. It's just it, it. Like I said, by the end, it's like is that new with a U and an umlaut? Like one 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 storyline just becomes like this awful awful thing that happens to somebody, and it's completely kind of preventable. It's just sort of like we're going here because like the story says we should go here, but mm. there's no reason for it whatsoever. Just like it's it's got that quote unquote brokeback mountain ending where it's just like. All right, I I see that this kind of had to happen, but what's your point? Like yeah. this sucks. What to deal with it? You know, like that's thanks. That's the message. Yeah, you know, Sometimes and that, that's that's is. why, like I said, that's why I have a problem with a movie like that where it's like, here's a problem. All right, our work here's done. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. We've presented you with a problem. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like that after school special that never comes back around to like, and she got off the diet pills and she's fine. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> good. I'm so excited. So it ends with her jumping off the roof because she's on E or right, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Or Helen Hunt. Oh, she's on Helen Hunt. <laughs> no, she's... what? Yeah, but like people, like I mean, there's like this is another thing. Like they just throw people in there. Like I mean, like had no idea Hugh Grant was in it. Susan Sarandon's in it. Like <gasps> there's just people showing up left and right in little tiny weird parts. And it's I like, like people in movies. Yeah, well, enjoy this one. I'm Yay, gonna watch people. it. Enjoy that. And watch it this report back. Okay. Anyway, I'm not right. talking about that, please. Anyway, next up. We got some emails. We got some voicemails. A lot of animation related stuff. Yeah. Animation. We have a voicemail. So yeah, but we do have a voicemail. <laughs> so let's let's do the voicemail first. All right. Hello, Bearcast. Scott from Dallas here. So, you're finally done with animation. Never doing that again, are we? That's probably for the best. Anyway, I call to suggest a theme up. For you, for July, for freedom. That's right. To celebrate the 4th of July and the freedom granted to you by this great nation, I suggest a month celebrating that freedom. How does this month work? Basically, you guys watch whatever the fuck you guys want to watch, regardless of any unifying theme. Why? Because America. That's why. And it's a success. Maybe you can use it for other months, too. All right, that's pretty much all I ever wanted to say this time. Uh, Scott out. Detank! <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have played that one first. Oh, that's fine. D-tank, because we're sir. about to get... D-Tank. I'm just going to spoil legit? it for you guys. We're about to get like 50 friggin' recommendations for theme months and anime movies and we're, God We're just the what. theme month, bad movie theme podcast. Bad movie theme month. I, I think the freedom theme themed. is the one it we're going to do, yes. but if an idea can trump it, that's great. It's not going to happen, but let's nope. just give it a shot. They're more than welcome to try. I say we just watch just Robot Jocks four weeks in a row. Okay. America. And cheer. Cheer and spread mirth to the world we can watch atlantic rim which looks like robot jocks a little bit <laughs> i've been to five movies in the past couple weeks in the theater have yet to see the damn pacific rim trailer on a big screen i know it's I, weird. i've been i refuse to watch it on my computer because i want to see it 
on a friggin' giant screen because everyone says like the scale of it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like Guillermo del Toro understands how to deal with scale on the frame. Just walk know. into the uh, Sunray like one Saturday afternoon and be like, hey, <laughs> can you put on the Pacific Rim trailer for me? I just want to s- I'm see famous. It. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm I a local a, famous. I have a movie podcast <laughs> and I think you should put the Pacific Rim trailer for me. Yeah. yeah, we just gave him a shout out. Yeah, we give him shout outs all the time. Yeah, but go ahead. Let's hear these themes. I want to hear all some right. attempts. Well, th- this one uh, is regarding animation. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Cernex, who says, "Might be your last chance of animation, jocks, and some other stuff." This is a little all the way from Mexico, Banffcast. So I've been listening for quite some months now, and as of late, I've been also listening and having a blast at the expense of your suffering, mind you, of your woes with your choices for animation. <laughs> well, I've listened to some, if not all, of the suggestions you got for anime. Okay, that's getting old now, but you get my drift. In any case, I've come here to suggest what you guys like. Action, explosions, scenes of extreme violence, fake gore, lack of budgets. <laughs> I bring you, of course, three classics. Geno Cyber, Angel Cop, and M.D. Geist. Oh, Most and Dangerous Geist. Most Dangerous Geist is a uh, past recommendation. Hmm. Now, while I could ramble on and on with paragraphs about them because I'm a lazy D, I will <laughs> instead just link you to the appropriate YouTube clips and shelf of indicating why I'm recommending these ones. I love how this guy wrote this email. Oh, I love that I'm a lazy D. Lazy like, D. Can't even bother. Yeah, I'm a lazy D. Because <laughs> he's a lazy he's D. He's lazy. And he says, Geno Cyber has an awesome soundtrack. Angel Cop, he says, pro tip, get the American dub mm. to avoid a ca- big case of anti-Jew racism. I know there's a term for that, but it's currently escaping me. You mean anti-Semitism. So next time. I like anti-Jew no, racism. Yeah, That's a good way to explain it. we don't want anti-Semitism in our movies. Nope. Uh, MD Geist, while the trailer doesn't do it justice, this picture does, and it's a pretty awesome picture. But yeah, he said, you read that right. MD stands for most dangerous. I was, I wish I was making this shit up. Anyway, those are my suggestions for animation. I hope I'm not too late. Sorry, you're too late. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he also gets into another series that he says we should do. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a theme month, but he's actually surprised that none of us, not even Chuck, have ever mentioned a certain series of cheesy B films before. So much now that he's going to mention it. He's talking, of course, about Project Shadow Chaser. It's Die Hard meets Terminator, starring the bad karate teacher from Karate Kid in the future. Seriously, there's nothing else left to say. Oh, I thought it was a whole movie about a dog. <laughs> no, like you should see the Shadow Chaser. You should see the VHS cover for Shadow Chaser. It's pretty friggin' amazing. But uh, yeah, he said I saw it some weeks ago, and it was far more entertaining than he could ever have foreseen, and more entertaining than it has any right to be. And the ending where everything explodes, and then the people explode, then a building explodes, <laughs> then a model of a building explodes, and doors and stairs, and Jesus. Hmm. Well, I don't know if Jesus explodes, but he put Jesus in all caps. Oh. So, like, Jesus. In, Jesus. Jesus. Yep. But yeah, anyway, I hope you read my mail in time. Crash and burn in a big ball of fire, Cernex. Well, thank you. So, Cernex. Thank you, dude. That was a long email, but I figured it was worth it just because the way you read it. So. Sure. But yeah, yeah, Project Shadow Chaser, I think that will have to go on the list. That it has always seemed to me to be cyborg cop esque, so yeah, I think it's in our yeah, wheelhouse, and it's like early nineties. Oh so yeah, it's... so it's got all that weird their vision of what the future was, which was you know early nineties internet and bullshit like that. Yeah, God, I love early nineties. Oh. Yeah, early nineties vision of the future was oh, it was terrible, but <laughs> awesome. I still want to hang out in that club in Hackers. 
That's mm. the one thing I miss is that those things never actually existed, but adults thought they did. <laughs> I like think about that. Like adults in like the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. they thought our lives were so much more awesome than they actually were. Yeah. Like we had awesome places to hang out and mm-hmm. cool stuff to do. And no, we didn't. Hacking the world in our bedrooms. Yeah. Nope. Computers did amazing shit. No, nope. yeah, no, pretty good stuff. Quite like what they, they don't hack Gibsons anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, really. no, they don't. But you can like talk to it on Google now. <laughs> sure, Google, get me porn. That, and you know what? She'll Google, Google gets it for you. But Bing, Bing gets it really, better. Yeah, I was gonna say Bing does it better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next was helpful a, tip, tip there, kids. Yeah. No, pro tip. You're looking for <laughs> your porn? Go to Bing. Yeah. Google, oh. fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Well then. All right. Next one's from Emily. It says hi guys. Please watch the film Campfire Stories. It's damn near unwatchable. This is coming from someone who's watched Ginger Dead Man and Troll 2 multiple times. But Charlie Day and Rob McKelleny are both in it pre-It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Also, Prez Hilton plays a Catholic football player, so there's that. Watch it and talk about it so I can hear you talk about it. Do it, you won't. Moi, Emily. <laughs> I was totally in and then I was totally out. Wait. Well, I mean, like the, it- the Always Sunny guys, I was like, yeah, and then... You said Perez Hilton. Hilton. I was like, ugh. Plays mm. a Catholic football player. Sounds like I, I don't know why the Catholicism film. in the football matter, but. Oh, because yeah. he's weird. It's always tough. <laughs> because t- he's a stain on society. It's always tough that, when yeah. your recommendation says, it's unwatchable. Yeah. And it's like, oh, why do you want us to watch it? Yeah, what no, we we want watchable. But people love our pain. Yeah, people love they our just, pain. They love our pain. It's <laughs> our first. Get angry. It's our first email kissing thing. Mwah. She gave us a Emily. Mwah. <laughs> mwah. She did no kissing thing. Mwah. I don't know what you're calling Mwah. Was I supposed to go? Mwah. Is that better? No. I don't, have to, I, don't want to, I, no, no. I don't want any of you, you doing it. We just did. Sorry. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's in yeah. my ears now. Yeah. Yeah. Just all over it's your like ears. It's like the 3D Chuck. audio at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Left speaker. He knows right what I'm talking about. That doesn't work in mono. I know. <laughs> doesn't work because I have mono. <laughs> the kissing disease. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right little, back around full circle for the next love of god what are you people talking about next kissing i know oh yeah i watched tokyo drift <laughs> that movie's no that movie's no, great. no no it's no. karate kid except it's with cars have you heard it have you seen that movie have you seen heard it? it have you heard of this movie guys <laughs> tokyo drift tokyo drift is pretty good yeah i like it a lot pretty good yeah next i hope that dude's in the next one Han, he's, he's, you're a lazy D. No, I am a lazy D. <laughs> a lazy D. Can you tell I'm stalling while the Facebook loads this? All right, oh. read the next E. Salutations, chaps. This is Mike from Pittsburgh. I cannot take credit for Cuba Gooding June. That was someone Hashtag else. Cuba Gooding June. Uh-oh. Hashtag okay. Cuba Gooding June. So I we credited to Mike, but it was somebody else. Who Came from somewhere. It. Oh, I don't know who. Let us know who you are oh, no. if you yeah. invented oh, no. Cuba Gooding June. Because we're not going to listen to the, the episodes to find out. Yeah. But, Anyway, he says, I cannot really take credit for Ludacris season either, since Ludacris recorded this excellent song from a no doubt excellent movie, which apparently Ludacris is in the soundtrack to Fred Claus. Yeah. Starring uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. That yeah. song is unlistenable, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, so let's so listen to go. it while we watch Campfire no. oh, Stories. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. He says, Other possible months. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Albert Punuary. Cynthia Rothrocktober. Mary one on a November. This will take some time. Doggist. Watch Air Bud, World Pup, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, Beethoven's Third, etc. Rover Dangerfield must be included. And then I replied to him, you'd better stop there before you hurt yourself, Mike. So 
We had Doggist outside. I'm surprised. Yeah, we I, I with... brought that up because of his, oh, okay. his post. Okay. Yeah. okay. So BJ cannot take credit no. for Doggist. No, absolutely either. not. No. <laughs> Doggist. In the dog Ruff. days of summer. I okay. Doggist might be rough. If Super Buddies comes out in August, we will deem that Doggist week. Ooh. We don't have to watch four dog movies, but the fucking Avengers versions of, of Air Buds is going to be great. Also, Cuba Gooding June came from Dave in North Carolina. Well, thank you, Dave. Oh, thank okay. you. email. Yeah. It's you on that email. Holy Thanks, crap. Dave. Good job, Dave. <laughs> thank you, searchable email. Yes. Yeah. More things, cool cool things computers can do. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Ooh, not a computer. Up, that's a phone. Pick up the internet or computer. This is though. a quick one. All right. This is from Yuju. He says, can you review 13 Ghosts? I would like to hear your reviews. Uh, How many of us have seen Thirteen Ghosts? I've seen it. I've yeah. seen parts that, of it. That's the like that's the Dark Castle yeah. area. Like when let's remake all the William Castle movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one with? Is that the one with Matthew Elizabeth? Lillard? That's the one yep. with. Okay. Then yeah. And does that have Matthew Lillard in it too? Matthew Lillard. Yeah, and Tony yeah. Shalhoub, I think. Ooh, Tony yeah. Shalhoub. Yeah. But it's garbage. Both that and House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I was about to say garbage. House on Haunted Hill came out like the same Shalhoub. time. Yeah, they had a good idea. Let's remake these things, but they remade them stupid. But yeah, they did the early. It was all jump cutty and, and crap. Like, dumb. Well, the, and, well, I think both endings were just awful CG ma- nightmares. Yeah, yeah, they were. Like, did the house in Haunted Hill, like, come to life? And no, the, the haunting is the worst the one for that. Yeah. Okay, that's the one with Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, and yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> who, well, I won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson's in that one, too. Yeah. All three of those movies just blow. Yeah. God, they just. <laughs> it was such a disappointment. Man. Because it's like CG is does it it just doesn't belong in horror movies. No, it's instantly unbelievable. Yeah, like when you see a house just start bending because a computer is making it bend, it's not scary. We've talked about. That. Are there any good horror movies with CG, like 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 extensive CG like that? Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, as a horror movie. Yeah, that's the air quotes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are there any others that where it's not just like a very small enhancement to something? Yeah, I'm yes. sure there are. Lawnmower Man. <laughs> now there, man. That is the future that somebody we, posted that picture where he's like, it, it took him only a day to learn Latin alphabet. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, uh, Latin alphabet's like only two letters different from Roman alphabet. Yeah. He was genius. So it's like a V instead of I'm, U? God, I'm pretty sure I can knock off a few just like off the top of my head without yeah. even being computer smart. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Next one's up from Gene from Milwaukee. It says animamed. <laughs> it says hey guys i'm saddened to hear that you had such a rough time with animation month mm. yet i'm glad to hear you survived the dreaded challenge of the rock lords i know it'll be many a b movie until you attempt another anime flick but just the same i have to recommend 1987's dub of fist of the north star mm. this movie is one of the unintentionally goofiest things i've ever seen people smash skyscrapers open with their faces slice <laughs> opponents apart with their fingers and store weapons inside their own skulls because you know kung fu while watching this, you could really get hammered playing the drinking game, spot the ocean liner jammed in a place, and ocean liner should not be jammed. The backseat of a Volkswagen? <laughs> James Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil, has a small role in this film as a giant metal barbarian who rides around in a convertible. Pretty much everyone in this thing gets punched until they explode. It's basically Ricky O after the apocalypse. It has some low spots, but I really think it falls into your wheelhouse, and I highly recommend it. Crash and Burn, Gene from Milwaukee. There has been more than one person that has said, you guys need to watch Fist of the North Star. We've gotten a split, though, because there's also a live action version of yeah. it that people have said we should watch. Well, that's watch. the one that's like outright. There is, it's just bad. There's like, yeah, no. that one is that one is like one of those tests of strength type things. Where okay. It's like yeah, how, 
the anime is what the, can you endure? Yeah, the anime is one of those. It's like it's on everybody. Some people's worst list and some people's best list. Okay, you know, it's one it's, of those. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I mean, obviously, it had to be pretty super popular for them to go. Maybe we should make an American live action version of this, right? Yeah. And there's been what, like, four video games based on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff. Ken's Rage, the Rage of Ken. Mm-hmm. So, last one here's from Ben. The the title of the email is blah de blah de blah blah. Mm-hmm. Dear Mad Booby Queens, since everyone else seems to be sending in I suggestions for theme months, I decided I should get in on the action as well. Unfortunately, I'm not especially clever, so all I was able to come up with was January Bones, celebrating the non-Star Trek films of DeForest Kelly. <laughs> However, due to the limitations of Dr. McCoy's filmography, acting upon this theme would require you to watch Night of the Lepus for five weeks in a row. <laughs> but I know the Bamcast aims to please, so I look forward to next January, when you'll be debating the merits of poorly filmed giant carnivorous bunnies for five straight episodes. Just kidding! I've actually come up with thousands of themes, enough to carry you through the 50th anniversary of the Bamcast, the Crowvember. Shaq History Month, Anna Nicole Smithmas, the Michael Ironsides of March, <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas June, not as witty as Cuba Gooding June, but three times as oily, the two years in the early 2030s where you watch nothing but movies where robot sharks fight cyborg sharks, in 2041 through 2050, also known as the Decade of Dolph. I am behind that one, 100%. Yes. And I was kind of disappointed that in all your Star Trek talk last week, you never once brought up the fact that Chris Pine has a ridiculously large forehead or that Peter Weller now looks alarmingly like Kurtwood Smith. He's right. Here's looking forward to the Bamcast about After Earth coming next year. Ben Hallman. Hmm. Oh, speaking of people looking like people, um, <laughs> in yeah. the old man Tom Hanks and, and uh, Cloud Atlas, who opens and closes the movie, yeah. looks exactly like Gene Hackman. Oh, it's bizarre. But hmm. so there you go. Well, that's something. I'm just saying. If something you, said, you, you said you were missing Gene Hackman. So I do miss there Gene There you go. Hackman. When you watch it, you'll be like, oh, it's almost Gene Hackman. Oh, I do like that. I like almost Gene Hackman. Could we, could we also do uh, Deadpan January Jones? <laughs> I was going to suggest January Jones, but then I thought, I can't stand January Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And we would just watch that Nicolas Cage movie over and over again. And somebody in the chat also mentioned they want an Amanda Bynes-themed month, which... <sighs> nope. Ooh. Nope. Ooh. Nope. I, I can't even. Maybe think if we do theme. Hortober again, but uh, <laughs> oh, she's just crazy. She's yeah, not a whore. Crack-tober. Sorry, I'm a Paula. I, you know, she shouldn't stay off the weed. Shouldn't stay off of it. I don't think so. On it? I don't. I. I think she's better on it. Oh, okay. Well, most people are pretty mellow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would. I. I want to watch the um, the Olsen twins one with the pizza. <laughs> Wait, that's the one we need to watch. Wait, Give what? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the kids movie. Yeah. Oh man. God, I had to review a couple of those things. Those are bad. <laughs> those are just bad. I've seen just enough minutes of one to be yeah. like, Ew. yeah. But I, I'd watch the pizza one though. I'm, I'm sorry, like like Nickelodeon and Disney movies, like from mid '90s till now, are just. God awful. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, Total kid, garbage. kids are not that stupid. Why do you treat them well, like they are? No, they're not. Nah. Well, no, no. You compare <laughs> what we were watching as kids to, like, what kids watch now. I mean, I they know. just treat kids like they are absolutely stupid. Yeah, I know. I mean, we grew up with Neverending Story and Labyrinth and things like that that were heady and weird and probably a little fucked up for... Explains yeah. why we are yep. the way we are. Twilight, but I was just saying, like, Thunder Games. Yeah. That's what they have now. Like I said, I'm not even and talking about that. I mean, I'm not even trying to debate how dumb know. that is. I'm Kids so- these days get, like, spy mate. <laughs> yes. Most extreme primate. Yes. yes. Monkey movies Most and dog movies. Most vertical primate. Point yep. Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Now, Airbud, I cannot make any excuses for Airbud, Golden Receiver. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Chuck is just seething with animosity. I'm, saying, I'm not. I'm not even talking. I'm not even animosity. talking about Santa buddies. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the big movies. I'm talking about like made by Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, yeah. not like Disney movies. I'm talking like like the shows and stuff are just. Uh. What was the commercial we saw before? Furious Six, like the like uh, it was like, like the, Disney go, Beach Party. It was or Beach something? Party, but like stupid oh, kids oh, go back God. to the sixties. Yeah, well, and, they were doing uh, uh, West Side Story basically. Barry Bostwick is there, and like one guy's uh, really into it. Like, oh my God, I love West Side Story. He's like, I, I can't believe we're back in time doing West Side Story at the beach. This is amazing. And everyone else is like, you're odd. And then Barry Bostwick shows up for sure. Man, he goes, I'm embarrassed to have been in Rocky Horror Picture Show, but yeah. I'm doing this mm-hmm. beach thing. <laughs> next year's called beach thing next year on the disney channel <laughs> beach thing. thing is that it man i hope kurt russell isn't in beach thing because yeah. that really would diminish the whole thing but. i don't know i'd watch beach thing if it was thing. if it was the, like the thing just set on the beach yeah <laughs> you can have a hot cast yeah <laughs> yeah it's not but a he's snake plus gonna escape from la though yeah versus the thing right mm. oh he's already at the beach yeah Surfing a giant tsunami. Oh, God. <laughs> so God. bad. So bad. Ah. Why did they do that? Why did you do that? Surfing oh, the tsunami. Humanity. Nuking the fridge. Mm. Surfing NYC. Hmm. Anyway, is that all the emails? That's it is all, all that are fit that to print. A lot of emails. It is. Lots of good suggestions. They've been covered now. Right. I'm glad we're in Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, so yeah. It so already glad. felt good to watch a movie where I was like, I don't hate this. <laughs> I didn't want to smack a child. You know the what? Entire time. Yeah. I'm I'm going to put this out here. I think uh, next week it's time. It is time for chill factor. Man, I like it. Ice to see you. Hey, <laughs> I don't think they say that in this. Do they? I don't know. Oh, what are you looking at me for? I haven't seen. The weather's you getting haven't seen hot. Chill we factor? do need to no. chill down. You've seen yeah. everything. I haven't Too seen loud. chill factor, and I haven't seen Project Shadow Chaser. Have you seen Space Buddies? Not yet. Space Buddies. <laughs> Does that have dogs in space? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I sent you that. Space. Astronaut like, dogs? Yes, astronaut yeah. dogs. It's not Astro Buddies? No. That'll be part of Doggist. We'll watch yes. <laughs> Space Buddies and we'll, Super oh, Buddies. We we'll watch Super oh, Buddies and then know. Space Buddies. This is how we ended up doing animation. Is because we, we were like... We just <laughs> kept, that's funny, huh? Yeah, we just kept saying it. We're like, oh, Doggist. That sounds great. And by the time it's like <laughs> end of July, we're going to get like 50 emails that are like, what's on the slate for Doggist? <laughs> We have to know what like, dog Show me your doggest. <laughs> like, week three, where the red fern grows. Week four, old yeller. <laughs> yeah. God, talk about putting a bullet in uh, dog. Yeah. Holy that, shit. Yeah. Literally. Oh. Uh, yeah. Plus that, that animated movie that's apparently the anti-dog. Rover Dangerfield. No, no, no. There's that one that's like, all, it's all about killing dogs. All dogs go to Dalmatians? heaven? No. I don't know. I was looking it up. It's like all dogs go to heaven. It's apparently like about these experimental dogs. So it's just all dog killing twenty four seven in this movie. What? It's yeah. some weird eighties yeah, animated I, I, movie. I, yeah, I, I can't exactly remember what, what it's called now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. It's showed up on lists. It was. It's made during that time. Watership down and all yeah. that stuff. It's actually like the same animation yeah. style or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, on that note, Can we go home. How about some contact information? Oh. Okay. Beach. Email us bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out at bmfcast.com uh, <laughs> find us on all the social media at youtube.com twitter.com and facebook.com slash bmfcast find us on stitcher which is a mobile app that will stream our podcast right into your face search for bad movie fiends give us a thumbs up 
It streams. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. find us on iTunes, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Do all those things. And finally, the Garfield phone. The BMF cast hotline. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-556-9263. Give us a ring. Give Garfield something to do. It's Monday. Right now. It'll be Monday, eventually. Shit. Listen to us on Monday. Listen to us on Monday, then call the Garfield phone on Monday because he hates Mondays. Make his life better. <laughs> Send him lasagna, too. And some normal. <laughs> no. That would not make his life good. No? Don't the, you know no. anything? He the, hates normal. The, what, about, what about the new normal? <laughs> <laughs> new normal? <laughs> 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 Stop. This is Mardi Gras now. <laughs> throwing things Jesus at Jesus Christ. Oh, get those things out of my sight. Get out of here. Yeah. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. <laughs> <laughs>